You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Steve Novak, uh, also going to be co-hosting with me. I'm back again this week in the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. We're going to be at Major Goolsby's. Major Goolsby's coming up. Looking forward to that. And Eric Bledsoe is going to be with us uh, this Thursday night down at Major Goolsby. So make sure you get a, a, an early seat for that one. It should be a good one. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Steve, how you been, buddy? I've been good. I've been good. I agree. That radio show with uh, with Bledsoe coming up on the 21st is going to be a full house. So that one will be fun. Get there early, without a doubt. Um, I uh, ha- Let's start with Malcolm Brogdon. How big of a, uh, a setback is this? Oh, I think whenever you take a piece out like that, it is a big deal. I mean, I think it's – I was very happy to see that it was only six to eight weeks. I mean, I think we know that, you know, this this Bucks medical staff has been impressive in how they've managed guys and I think how they've gotten guys back. So, I mean, I, I'm hopeful it can be sooner than that, and uh, and we'll see. But there's no question that mixing things up right now and, and having a guy like him out is a big deal. I mean – this is where games get close. This is where the game slows down. This is where kind of a guy like Malcolm Brogdon is a pretty big deal. And he has been, I don't know, as good as anyone in the entire league at making shots late. It's like, you know, so in games like this, you know, well, last night he was a guy who absolutely could have affected that game. And so I think you saw a little bit that, you know, missing him, it's it's a big deal right now, but the Bucks will be fine. What is a combination or the best combination in your view to kind of help uh, cover that loss of Malcolm Brogdon? You know, I, I think what he brings is he's a good guy. He makes shots. He defends. And I think that it's hard to find uh, one guy to just plug in and to make that happen. Um, but I think that, you know, Bledsoe um, mixed with Giannis, mixed with Middleton, kind of, you know, taking over that role a little bit and understanding that at, to- at times when, you know, Malcolm was able to create so much by kind of attacking, getting to the rim and kicking out or attacking and getting timely buckets when guys like Giannis were getting so much attention. I think that group of Giannis, Chris, Bledsoe, I've just got to be aware that they're going to have to play a little bit more of a facilitation role at times. I mean, I think, you know, Giannis, he did what he does last night and, and attacked and, and got to the rim. But I think Bledsoe especially just has to be conscious that, you know, he's got to continue to, to facilitate for guys, and, and he's done that all year, and he'll probably just be up a little bit in minutes, and, and, I, and I think that uh, that won't be a, a crazy transition. I, uh, I I look to what Giannis did and, and against the 76ers, and it was a matchup of him and Embiid and such, but Embiid said some things after the game that basically stated, we wanted this game more. We, we wanted to come in and make a statement. What statement do you think Philadelphia made? I think they made the statement that the last time that they played – against the Bucks, the Bucks beat him by 15 and Giannis had 32 18 and 10 and that they knew that this could be a team the Milwaukee Bucks that they might see in the playoffs and so they needed to come in and not not get spanked like they did last time they were here um and I and I to, to their credit you know that's definitely what they did they did not find a way to stop Giannis so I think that Although they won, and although, like you said, they were trying to make a statement, um, it has to be a little demoralizing that Giannis not only had his career high, but he outscored his career high by eight points. I mean, the guy had 52 points, 16 and seven. So, I mean, I do think they're going to have to figure that part out too. And if anything, I think they should be more scared 
of that after playing them the second time because they, they don't have that part figured out. I know there's circumstances to each game that you go back and look at, but when you start to say, okay, they're 4-4 four and four in their last eight games after knocking off the Lakers uh, when they beat them 131-120, um, is, is there anything to be concerned about, about the kind of basketball they're playing down the stretch right now? Well, I think the reason that the Bucks record is what it is and the reason they've been so good all year is because they're, they've been unbelievable offensively and defensively, right? The only team in in the top five offensive rating, defensive rating, and I think that the, the defense has slipped. I mean, I think there's not, after last night's game, there's just not very much to be concerned about offensively, right? I mean, I think you saw Giannis can can do that. And, you know, the three-point shooting wasn't great last night, but I, I think that you know we have the weapons to do it. But defensively, Jimmy Butler can't have 27. Joel Embiid can't have 42. J.J. Redick, 19. I think that the Bucks have been good at taking at least the star guy away and holding him down or limiting as a whole kind of those others, whether it's the bench, the other starters. And last night, you know, those guys just got too many points, and I think it was, it was too tough defensively uh, to try to win that game if those guys are going to score that many points. So I think that's where you got to see the, the fix a little bit since All-Star break is, you know, more defense. Yeah, one of the things that I, and we were talking about this earlier, but uh, the Bucks number one in rebounding, which is fantastic. Number one in defensive boards, which is fantastic. Uh, but they're 25th on the offensive boards. They got outscored again yesterday on second chance opportunities. The one thing that I have said that drives me bananas is if you're not hitting from the three, you know the ball is going to be bounding back out. All the guys, except for the guys shooting the basketball, leaking down the floor continuously, it's costing them a lot of second chance opportunities. Yeah, it is, and and you're right. Yesterday, you know, I think one of the biggest things that impacted the game was the rebounding. Uh, and like you like you said, I think 69 to 50 in favor of of Philly, and that's not something we've seen all year. And you know, Joel Embiid on the glass, you know, getting so many offensive boards. That's also now we've seen from the Bucks, and so I think that's one of those things you certainly you take away from from that game was Philly got beat the first time these two teams played because that wasn't the case. And then the second time they played, they were on the offensive glass. They made more three-pointers. They held the Bucks to you know, low 30s three, or upper 20s three-point shooting, and they're shooting 47%. So, you know, I think that Joel Embiid, though, like you're talking about rebounding-wise, he really, really impacted that game, and, and that's certainly an area that the Bucks have been fantastic all year. So uh, I, I just know that this – Come the playoffs, you saw a battle yesterday that can looked very much like a playoff game, and the Bucks are going to have to figure those in-series issues out. And last night, there's no question, Embiid was was one of them in rebounding. As uh, we move forward, obviously you got Lakers in Cleveland and Miami, some teams that are good, not great. Uh, some teams that obviously Cleveland has been a team that struggled. L.A. is now struggling. Uh, you get Cleveland almost back to back. You get them spread out by a couple of days, but. Is this one of these stretches where you look at it and you think, okay, we can really get our feet back under us and really kind of – I mean, if you're going to have an injury to Brogdon at this point in time, is it now is a good time to figure out your rotations when you've got teams that aren't nearly as challenging coming in in the Fiserv Forum, uh, three of the next four? For sure. And and, and the Bucks aren't the only team trying to figure their, their groups out. I mean, I think Philly has started 20 different starting lineups, and after the game they – beat the Bucks, and still we're talking about, hey, the, we played great, we won, but we are still trying to figure things out. And then same for the Bucks, right? With mm-hmm. Malcolm going down right now, it's like you, you plug Nico in, 
and you see how that works. Nico did not have his best game yesterday. He was 0 for 6, and I think, you know, you're, like you said, you're trying to figure out what complements that starting group best. You're also trying to figure out who plays well in that starting lineup. Nico going 0 for 6 from 3, you know, the Bucks need him to make shots. There's no question. That's what he's there for, to spread the floor and knock down shots. And, you know, in a game yesterday where uh, Philly seemed like J.J. Redick couldn't miss a three and Joel Embiid is stepping out and making threes, look, if the Bucks are at their best and, and Nico goes, you know, shoots 50% from three, I think we've got ourselves a different ballgame. But um, it is good to have L.A., Cleveland, Miami, those teams to figure out kind of what that starting lineup should look like. And I think it affects the bench, too. Hey, uh, as this team starts to move forward, who are they going to have to rely upon more? We talked a little bit about it with, with Malcolm Brogdon being out, and Chris Middleton has to step up. But how much of that do you really – because you and I talked to George Hill a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about his contribution. Is, do you have to look to a guy like a George Hill coming off the bench, a guy that maybe one of those unsung cats that's got that experience, a little bit more savvy as you go down the stretch and get into the postseason? You do, and, and there will be guys. You know, I think you go into the playoffs thinking, okay, Giannis has got to do what he does. You know, Chris has got to do what he did against Boston in the playoffs last year. Bledsoe's got to be who he is. But come playoffs, every team that makes a deep run has guys exactly like you're saying, whether it's Nico coming in and, you know, hitting five, six threes in a playoff game or George Hill having a big game. There will be guys off the bench like Pat Connaughton, and D.J. Wilson, who came up, came in yesterday, I thought, and gave him a great boost, that if you don't get those big games from guys like that, you cannot win in the playoffs because the game slows down. The game plans are so perfected. Teams know exactly what they're doing on Giannis. They know the coverage and transition. They know all those things. So if you don't have kind of those X-factor performances, D.J. Wilson coming and giving you 13, banging down some shots, you know, you, you cannot win in the playoffs, and I think the Bucks have shown they've got those guys, Urson, DJ, Pat, guys like that, that, you know, they got to know how important they are, and, and they've done a good job of it all year. Hey, real quick, before I let you go, we're talking with Steve Novak, host of the uh, Milwaukee Basketball Hour and also a Fox Sports analyst for the Milwaukee Bucks. One of the things that I was kind of circling uh, was offensive rebounds and steals per game, turnover, creating turnovers per game. Uh, as good as the Bucks are statistically in many of the different categories, uh, they're kind of middle of the pack when it comes to getting turnovers, fast hands, things like that. You know how it was, but going all the way back to when you worked with Tom Green and company, how important the steals were and the backhanded balls and the batted balls. What do the Bucks need to do to be a little bit better defensively to create a few more opportunities? Yeah, you know, they're a team that last year under Jason Kidd were, you know, extremely aggressive, trying to get – their schemes were a lot about getting deflections, getting steals to create, you know, fast break points and to create a little chaos on the other end and you know this defense is not set up to be kind of that flying around crazy it's to be in the right spots and it's to get the other team to take the shots that you want them to take and so i think like you're saying sometimes the deflections and the steals may come down but this is obviously a very good defensive team long guys tony snell out there Giannis bledsoe getting deflections and steals but it's not going to be as many i think at the cost or i guess at the advantage maybe of being in the right spots and so I think when the Bucks get a rebound they need to push it in transition and use that almost as their steal you know you get them mm -hmm. to miss and run instead of it maybe being a, a steal out in the front court where it you know leads to an easy one 
and they've done a good job of that. So they sacrifice a couple of steals to become the best rebounding team in the NBA is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, in the right spots, right? Putting yeah. butts on guys, getting boards, and getting out on the break. Good stuff, Steve. We'll talk again on Thursday night. Eric Bledsoe is going to be our guest. We're going to be at Major Goolsby's, and I'm looking forward to it, okay? We'll see you there. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Steve Novak. He's uh, part of the Bucks broadcast team, television broadcast team, Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst uh, over there. He also joins us as the co-host of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, which is coming up this Thursday night. We are going to be at Major Goolsby's. Major Goolsby's is Thursday night, 6 to 7 o'clock. Eric Bledsoe, your Milwaukee Bucks is going to be our guest live and in person. We hope to see you there as a face in the crowd. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. Been doing it for 80-plus years. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.